You are now listening to Halos in the Infield, an Angels baseball exclusive podcast. Welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield with your host Todd Fox and the other two co-hosts. Hi guys, it's Courtney. Always nice to be back. <laughs> Buenas tardes. Yo me llamo Fernando. He said, hi, my name is Fernando. There you go. (laughs) SAP button. (laughs) Yes, we are in SoCal. Um, (laughs) So let's start this podcast off real quick where you can find us real quick. I'll just let you guys know it's on uh, Podbean. It's on Anchor. It's on iTunes. It's on iHeart. So we'll just get that out of the way. Plus, check us out on YouTube and follow us at Instagram at Halos in the Infield. So that being... Any social media. Any social media. We have... If it's easier, go on our Instagram and then go to our link tree and you can find everything there. There Tell your friends. Tell your friends. See, I forgot to mention that. My bad. So you got Twitter, you got Facebook, everything. Yeah. So follow that, follow that link. Um, so let's get started here. Uh they just played a four game series with the Twinkies. What are you uh what are you guys' first impressions of this series? Trash. I want you guys to go first because you don't want me to get started. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was trash. First of all, there was no way we should have split it. We should have. We, we won the series. Oh, we took three out of four. Yeah. Oh, God. I think you're, like, you're, oh. you're probably still stuck on game two, though. I, I, I feel I you. I really am stuck on game two. I think game two was probably the most heartbreaking for me. So, uh, but the fact that it, I just felt like the series was too close for comfort, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. And I know it was something that I called in the first place when we when we did the pre uh, the other podcast before the series started. Mm-hmm. I know I said that some of these games would be close, and I'm actually mad that I was right <laughs> uh, because it shouldn't have been that close. So no. it's fine that we took the series, and I think the Mariners helped us out by beating the A's. I think today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's- I think everybody lost today. Yes, yeah, so we we actually gained a game on everyone for once. <laughs> for once in our life mm-hmm. great but you know again i think it shouldn't even come down to that it shouldn't come down to numbers to where we need other teams to lose in order for us to gain mm-hmm. like we should never have been in this position in the first place but you know cool we won the series too close for comfort um and now we have i think Cobb with his blister that we have to watch out for mm-hmm. um so, you know, some things that are a little bit concerning. I'm glad that Marsh, you know, had a good series. Um, you know, but I think I mentioned it in one of our social media, I think on Instagram today. Um, you know, Marsh is putting on a showcase. I know he tracked down a couple of balls, which is really great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I feel like he's going to be next on the trading block because um, he is worth he is worth value. You know, we we all know that. That's why we brought him up. You know, and now he's performing and he's performing well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I'm hoping. You know, I'm again. I'm hoping we don't trade him, but it looks like Perry might put together a little trading package there, and Marsh might be gone. So, mm. not too sure. You know, here's the here's the thing with that. I mean, you know, it, it that that was a question of the day and it's gotten a lot of 
different opinions. Some people are like, cool, you know, whatever, good, goodbye, we need pitching. And some people are very much like, no, we need to hold on to our prospects. Like, you need to, like, walk a thin line nowadays. Because if you look at, like, the teams who win championships, they don't buy championships anymore. These, these, this isn't the old days of the Yankees, where when we were growing up, they were just winning constantly, 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 because they just bought themselves titles. The Yankees themselves haven't been that relevant lately in World Series competitions. World Series conversations, even. So, you know, I, there's a fine line between us wanting to buy ourselves some talent and us needing to develop talent. And I don't know, like, I'm pretty split. Part of me is like, you know what, if we get the right deal for Marsh, trade him. But the other part of me is like, you know what, at some point we need to start developing some of these guys. I mean, sometimes, it, you know, at least for Brandon, he's kind of clicked already. But, you know, then you have guys like Patrick Sandoval. What if you would have given up on him? I mean, I was pretty over him. You yeah. know, Jose Suarez, the same way. I mean, Jaime Berea, shit the bed to start the game. And all of a sudden, figured it out. Mm-hmm. Was it nerves? Maybe. But we'll get, you know, we'll get to that game near the end, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, you know, where, where are you guys right now? Like, let's just say the news broke right this second. Brandon Marsh has been traded to, you know, We'll say like the Rockies, because you know that were the that's where the speculation is. What what is your honest opinion? Like if it happened right now, uh, assuming we get an average return, you know, I don't want to say we're going to fleece the Rockies, mm-hmm. and I don't want to say we're going to you know get screwed. So assuming it was like a it's a decent return, just average. What are you thinking? So if it's a multiplayer deal where Marsh is thrown in, uh, I would have to say it can't be a rental. At least if it is a rental, like if uh, Trevor Story. They got to throw in a pitcher that has some control, at least for another year, at least for one more year. I think I would feel empty if we gave away March for a rental. I don't think he's worth a rental. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I definitely feel the same. I think it would definitely have to be some type of value or some type of profit and somebody we could get a good year or two out of, um, mm-hmm. of course, with a, pitching, a pitcher. Um you know, but I honestly would be upset if we traded Marsh because now kind of look at the situation that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, with Trout, you know, I think Trout had a little bit of a setback these last couple of days because he wasn't running anymore. And now he's going back for a reevaluation. So, um, you know, now we're put in the position to where Marsh and Lagares, you know, like our other outfielders that we have, you know, we need to, we need to keep them. Like we need to keep them because, you know, we can't help the fact that injuries happen, mm-hmm. you know, and setbacks and things of that nature, you know, and of course, Trout is our guy. We all want him back on the field, but we can't sit there and rush him out either. If he's saying something is uncomfortable, then, you know, something is uncomfortable, um, you know, so we, he needs to take the time off and we need somebody, um, you know, of course, we're not going to have another Mike Trout out there, but we need somebody of uh, somewhat of that caliber to be out there, Um you know, I think Marsh is probably the most consistent that we have. Um, Ligaris, Ligaris has his good days, don't get me wrong, but he also has his very crappy days at the plate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and old man Eaton um, is exactly that, old, uh, <laughs> in my opinion. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I just, I don't, I honestly wasn't happy with that trade. But, um, you know, I would be upset if we traded Marsh at the moment. I think defensively we're fine. It, with the exception of Upton, but he has the best bat, you know, so we're kind of screwed. We don't have a, because even if you throw Rojas out there, he can give you some occasional pop, but for the most part, you know, he should be in the infield, but he'll play outfield too. So you have, you do have some options, but <clears throat> not, not like you said, nothing's going to blow you away and you're going to probably 
need or maybe have to trade a player to get a hitter, which we never thought we would be doing with the lineup that we put on paper. But now, like you said, the breaking news of Trout, maybe we're going to find out tomorrow what's going to happen with his his uh, leg. And we're, we got like 60 games left. And if they say, oh, you know, you might have to go on the IL again, they might just shut him down, you know, and just say, screw it. And, you know, we'll, we'll have to start over next year. And that'll be a terrific blow to the morale of the team. And then you already got Mr. Period Rendon, who you just can't seem to get on the field. So, I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, that's two big bats. And then how long is Upton going to be good um, to, to be healthy? And also, he's starting off like Ofer right now. He's really not hitting the ball. So, yeah. I mean, you know, the good news is that if, you know, worst case scenario here, Trout is going to be out for a longer time than we've expected. He really is shut down. That definitely opens up the door for Joe Adele. I mean, give mm-hmm. him the shot at this point. We've got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. You know, I would much rather, like, let's just say, keep up this charade and just miss the playoffs with these younger guys who are still mm-hmm. comp- playing competitive ball games at the end of September. Because that's the kind of stuff that's going to help you next year. You know, is it cool to go ahead and, you know, trade for your mom, Marquez? Sure. Great. I get it. Yeah, you want to get that kind of guy. But also, I want to develop these kind of guys. I want to develop the Jose Suarez's. I want to get Patrick Sandoval more experience. You know what I mean? That's, at the end of the day, what's going to win you championships. I think I've said it uh, to Todd in the past before Courtney joined the show, even before you even started listening. You know, like those no-name kind of guys, quote-unquote, like, uh, you know, Jose Rojas, those are the kind of guys that win you rings. It's hardly ever the guys like Trout. Those guys get you there. But it's always those small piece players that get you the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. So, um, okay. Oh no, I was I was done with my thought. Okay, so then then let's also talk about some of the other news. Like I said, uh, well, Claudio got DFA'd, so a lot of people weren't like stressing that. Yeah, he's well, grillmaster. Her grillmaster is like you know. Yeah, he's always DFA'd. This guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's happy somewhere. <laughs> How many yes. times do you think grillmaster must have asked to DFA Claudio? If you had no. to guess. Hundreds, hundreds. Yeah, he was on pretty consistently, just like how I'm consistent with Rendon on his period. Like, I, <laughs> it's heavy flow. It's a steady flow. Oh, it's 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 like Niagara Falls at this point. Um, <laughs> but what? But uh, yeah. Well, game one was Andrew Heaney, and uh, I think last time we were on here. I think you were you called it correct. I can't I can't say it any other way, Fernando. You went two for two in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Courtney went with Andrew Heaney. That's a loss. You proved us wrong. Big L. So I have to publicly apologize. Me too. For what I said about Andrew Heaney. So I'm <laughs> sorry if he ever listens to this, but he turned it around. Fernando, you took the dub on that, so I publicly apologize. Don't come for me. <laughs> <laughs> but see, the one thing I will say is that you guys at least acknowledged what my mindset was. I was like, well, hey, you know, Andrew Heaney's the kind of guy that when you say, like, he's due, yeah. he's normally actually going to perform at some point. And, you know, he's like Todd's famous for saying, consistently inconsistent. It's always been his MO. Mm-hmm. It's just been the Andrew Heaney way since he put on a, you know, Don to Halo. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's unfortunate it really is because he's kind of one of those guys who've always expected to turn the corner and he's just never been able to figure it out. And it's really unfortunate for us because we've relied on him to be that guy 
for a long time and he just could never ever ever figure it out and it's pretty irritating mm-hmm. it is and i feel like he's just like one of those guys i feel like he knows like i feel like he knows that he's playing yeah. us as fans and like you know the <laughs> management staff like he's like oh i did shitty a couple of ter- like a, a couple of starts all right i guess i'll do better now and i'm just like <laughs> Wait, what? like he gives us just enough hope like and so i i, I wish he could just <laughs> Stay more consistent when he's on. That's all that it is. Like, just stay more consistent. Like, you know, so now he had a good start against the Twins. Now let's see what happens with his next start. Because now, I'm sorry, I'm still going back to home run Heaney. So. Yeah. No, no, that's fine. Honestly, what my hope is, is uh, his next start should, he should have one more start before the trade deadline, which is now going to be in like five days Mm -hmm. at the time this is released. So maybe a little less, I'm not sure. But um, the point is, if he can give us one more good start going into the trade deadline, maybe we're getting some calls all of a sudden. I'm not saying we're going to get a lot for him, but if you can get a average prospect, hell, I'll take a Luis Rahifo kind of prospect at this point. Really? You know? Well, I mean, right now, as it looks uh, prospect-wise, I think the team is pretty healthy. A lot of people would like to differ. I, I know they're calling him like the 20th, 25th ranked uh, te- uh, as far as in the league with prospects. But you look at the guys that are knocking on the door down there. And uh, on another page, we were talking about the pitchers that we have currently on this roster and the bullpen pitchers and stuff like that. We have three pitchers out of the bullpen in AAA Salt Lake, which is a hitter's you know friendly AAA park. Uh, their ERAs are under two. So we have three guys in the bullpen under two. You got Packy Naughton that's down there that we just interviewed. Uh, you've got uh, Reed Detmers who made his first start, shut out baseball, first time down there. Chris Rodriguez is stretching out as a starter. Yawns down there. you got some freaking talent, and I'm with Fernando. I'm to a point where it's like if this season, even if they're five and a half, six, and six games out, if they're going to make a run and you got a lot of useless talent up here, let's try to sell as much as we can, DFA as much as we can, and let's just have a youth movement. And if they take us to the promised land or get us knocking on the door of it, then so be it. They're getting important experience at the same time. Yeah, because then also these guys are going to feel like they have some faith in them, right? Because, I mean, Perry's calling them up when we make we, we need to make that push. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I think I feel great if Perry's like, yo, we just cut Kurt Suzuki's useless ass. Your <laughs> turn to go out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's your turn to go out there and, uh, you know, get us there because he's not going to do it. Or, you know, I'm just picking on him, but I can go for like half the roster at this point. I never thought I'd want Ben Boom back, but I want Ben Boom back. Right? <laughs> so, you know, oh my, my thing God. is, like, I don't – I mean, is Kurt Suzuki better than Ben Boom right now? No. No, no of course not. I know. I never thought I would hear the statement that Ben Boom <laughs> want Ben Boom back on. Give me my Ben Boom. <laughs> I want Jet Bandy. <laughs> Why did we get rid of Jet Bandy? He was so solid. Come on. Yeah, right. We traded him for Malti Maldonado. Yeah, yeah. We... Oh, loved it. That was great. <laughs> I like Maldonado, though. Yeah, he was a good catcher. He was just slow as hell. Yeah. Um, he got so, that from Albert. Yeah, he did. So game one, they actually won with Heaney. Good offense for, for the most part, but he held him in check. The bullpen held up. Game two was a game that I guess, you know, I know you guys got thoughts on it. You guys want to start this one off? It was Cobb's start. No. I'm going to let Cordy go. Ugh, I just... 
<laughs> She's like, I just said no. I just deep said breath, no. Deep breath. Um, no, I think that was I. That was definitely the most frustrating to me. Uh, you know, I probably have the most faith in Cobb. Um, you know, so to just have it end the way that it did, the the cluster, the mm-hmm. clusterfuck yeah. of what happened. Um, you know, the throwing error, I mean, after that throwing error from the outfield and then back to the, what, back to third base, mm-hmm. oh God, that was it. Like, it was just, it was all downhill from there. Um, and we honestly looked like a bunch of little leaguers out there. Like, mm-hmm. oh, why are you throwing the ball that much? Like, every time, and my old coach used to just have a saying, like, every time you have a throwing error, that's another run. Um, just hold the ball. You have a better chance of just holding the damn ball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what we should have done. And it, you know, obviously look what happened. You know, we had those runners come in and that was pretty much it. Um, and then our our sticks just took a complete dump and we just, we just couldn't come back. And, you know, I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, I think the one thing that is sometimes the most frustrating about this team is that when we do have errors like that, like we can't pick ourselves up. No. Like once yeah. once we have a certain amount of errors or even just one error sometimes, that's it. That game, yeah. you might as well count that game as a loss, no matter if it's in the first inning or if it's in the ninth inning. That game will almost be a guaranteed loss just because our morale, we cannot <clears throat> pick ourselves up. Whether it's sticks, whether it's the bullpen, we can't do it. We can't have the support. And no, you know, knowing that our sticks are already kind of struggling, we just can't have those errors like that. Those errors are huge, like and and especially in close games. Like I just I can't. It's making me mad, Fernando. Go. <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're, they're I mean, I so I wasn't able to watch most of that game because I was watching the Brewers game. I, I I drove up for that game. But I was I was following on my phone. I mean, you know, it was two nothing, and I was like, "Oh, hey, man!" Oh, Kurt Suzuki hit the home run. I mean, I was talking to you guys about that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as I was walking around the stadium. I was getting a good laugh out of them, and you know, it, I, I don't know what happened. I mean, it was four nothing at one point. Yeah, they were they were cruising. Yeah, yeah exactly. They were cruising. It was almost to that point where I, I think Todd, you'd said in the post game because I was I was listening on my drive back. Mm-hmm. You were like saying like you know you kind of put the game on the burner you were like you know what we're gonna throw a couple more shrimps on the barbie we're not gonna worry about it mm-hmm. you know we're gonna win this game it's well, i mean we probably would have thought it would have been like eight to two mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it looked like it was gonna be one of those days and uh, nope 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 not only did you know kurt suzuki the same guy who gave us the two nothing lead mm-hmm. was responsible for i would say the game you know, there was a lot of people who were blaming Rysel Iglesias because, you know, he did technically blow the save, but I don't put that on Rysel. You know, he he uh, inherited some base runners, right? Mm-hmm. And that kind of turned into this giant snowball effect that caused us to, to lose the game because of that throwing error. It's just, you can't mis- miss plays like that. That's the kind of stuff that you see high schoolers do. I think in this series, Madden took an L. I think a lot of L's in this one, and that was one of them because – in the game, I felt Watson should have not started the eighth inning. If you're going to have Rossiel get multiple outs, let him start the goddamn eighth inning. Let him get, do two yeah. innings. And I think that was different for him. His mindset wasn't the same as we've seen lately. Uh, yeah, and you're absolutely right. That game felt like it was eight to nothing. But their offense did what they've done so many times this year, which they even uh, did a little bit the other day, which they get a 
two runs early or four runs early, and they just stop. They change their approach. They don't try to get on base. They're just swinging for the fences, and they just go into autopilot. And they went into autopilot, and they let the Twins, you know, get a run here, get a run there, get a run here, get a run, and that's it. It was over. And then you don't put on the throat, man. Put on the throat. That's what this team can't do, though. They, they, they. You, you are an epitome of your manager or coach. And Madden is not the I'm going to go for the kill type dude. You know, I see other teams when they play us and they're up six to two and someone's stealing a base. Why don't we do that kind of crap? Because we don't, we don't, we don't try to put a game away. I know we have to keep the pressure on, and we just don't. Like literally, like we just kind of go on cruise. Like teams don't have the potential of coming back on us, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what happened in game two. So you know, and I think other teams have done it too, where they've come from behind and t- you know taken the dub from us. So yeah. you know, it's just like we just have to. Do we even steal bases? Like, <laughs> <laughs> not we really. Should we not should? Really. Yes, we. Have I mean, unless you're in Shohei Otani, you're probably not stealing a base. Yeah, true. Yeah, but, yeah, but don't worry. We're playing like it's 1980. What is it? 1986? 85. 85. 85 is what he says. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No. I, okay, there you go. Springsteen, Nirvana. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's just it's just those type of things where we just we it's almost like we quit playing baseball. Literally, like we're just out there. Like, oh hey guys, mm-hmm. it's seventh inning, it's four zero. We're fine. Like, no, we are not fine. Rack it up. Rack it up. I don't yep. care. Like, let's keep it going. Let's still, you know, put a bunt down. Let's move the runner over. Let's be smart about the outs that we're making, you know. Yeah, I mean, we, we played baseball or softball, you know, respectively growing up. It's like there's a big difference between being, like, if you're, you know, batting and you're down four to three. But if the other team, all you know, if you're down five to three or six to three, that one or two runs makes a huge difference. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, you know. This isn't football where, you know, football, you literally catch a lucky break and next thing you know, you know, hey, it's a different game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You, all you need is that receiver to break away or, you know, you need a running back to break a couple tackles. And next thing you know, it's a different game. With baseball, there's like so much more. You know what yeah. I mean? Sure, sometimes you can just pop a ball over the fence, you know, and that changes the momentum. But, you know, in baseball, it typically isn't as easy as just a home run. Normally, there's more to it. Normally, it's situational hitting, you know. Yeah smart yeah. base running like that's normally what is the difference in those kind of games exactly so we all agree that was probably the fr- most frustrating game i think this series was frustrating but see i will go on a different tangent on this one because on, on the post game for game three i actually thought game three was more frustrating than game two and we won yeah. Be- because you know, watching the game, you had a great matchup off the start. It was Barrios and Sandoval. Sandoval's been easily one of our best pitchers, if not our best pitcher. And he's been a stud out there. And so he's definitely found his groove. He's 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 got confidence. He went out there and he struck out 13, was cruising. And go figure, you know, after they scored two runs in the in the first inning, the Angels stopped and it just went on autopilot, didn't did absolutely shit the rest of the game. And and you would have thought Barrios was giving him a no hitter too if he didn't give up those two runs, but anyway, two nothing ninth inning, a guy who's batting 083, you know, because we're all screaming for the first no hitter since Jared Weaver, but the dude hits it off the end of the bat. He gets jammed for solo, yeah. Hitter, there you Jared go. Yeah. <laughs> so so he doubles down the line, and you have a runner at second. There's still two out. You just need one more. He's barely at 114. He pitched more in the Seattle loss. More pitches, Sandoval did. 
And Madden comes right out and gets him. I'm like, what the holy fuck is this? He deserved to put, he deserved to complete yeah. To at least have a chance. Yep. Yeah. At least you know, chance. if he gives up a run or something, then it's different. You know, then I understand. You pull him, I get it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just a guy just, you know, gave up a double grade. I mean, let it give him a chance, man. Come on. Yeah, and then, and then the shutout was was uh, immediately lost when Rossiel came in, doubled down the line, Donaldson. But fortunately, he got Sanu on a great change up to end the game. But thoughts on, I mean, as frustrating as that is, Matt, I think Madden takes the L because I think he hurt the staff in a way because everyone wanted to see him finish. But yeah. thoughts on that with you guys. And then also the metamorphosis of Sandoval. What do you guys think of Sandoval? I think... I love what Sandoval has done. I love the fact that he's basically accepted the challenge of being a starter and he succeeded. It's not like he's completely shit the bed. Mm -hmm. You know, he succeeded as a starter. And like you said, now he's probably one of our best. Mm -hmm. So I love the transformation from Sandoval. You know, of course, he's he had time. We've needed some time to develop him. You know, don't get me wrong. But now he... I think he's here to stay. Like, yep. I think he's definitely proved himself. I would have loved to see him complete that game. I think he deserved it. You know, like, who? okay, fine, he doesn't get the no-hitter, fine. But he needed, I'm saying he needed to complete that game. Like, mm-hmm. he just deserved it. Like, I, I really, I was very upset when Madden came and got him. There was no reason for it. Like, yeah. he should have just let him, let him close it out. He yep. deserved that much. Um... But, yeah, I mean, overall, I think what Sandoval has done for us, um, it's amazing. And I know, I know, at least I talk about, like, how a player doesn't show emotion. You know, most of our, most of our team doesn't really show emotion. But I do like the fact that Sandoval, I think, has his own little swagger. And I think mm-hmm. he gets more and more confidence each and every start. And I think, at least I've seen it personally, you know, and I love it, you know, like he, he's got the hair flowing, you know, like <laughs> when he's coming in, but he's, puffy beard. Him, yeah. Right? <laughs> but he's gaining his own confidence. And I think not just pitchers, but every player should have that. Um, and I, so I really think he's taken it and accepted it. And I think he's done it very well. So I love what we've been seeing from Sandoval. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and have a really hot take here. So Chase, I know you all watch the shows. Uh, later on, rip this clip because we're going to be holding this against me. All right. All right. In the next two or three years, as bearing any injuries, the Angels are going to have a top 10 uh, starting rotation in baseball, maybe top five. Wow. With, if Patrick Sandoval, Jose Suarez continue to go the way they are progressing right now mm-hmm. and they continue to trust their stuff, because that's the difference. Mm-hmm. The difference is that these—they're not, you know, eighteen-year-old, twenty-year-old kids who are tiptoeing around trying to get people to chase. It's you know what, man? I tried my fastball's in right now. We're going for it. Mm-hmm. That's really the biggest thing about about uh, you know pitchers. I mean, that was the thing I liked about Dick Pick Mick. It was the fact that he had that philosophy of a, you know, throwing strikes. You're going to throw strikes. His other philosophies about setting nudies was not it. That's that wasn't it, Chief. But his philosophy of, you know, I'm going to throw, you know, throw strikes, make him beat you. That's the philosophy you need to have up there. And that's what these kids are doing. And you can tell, you know, when Patrick Sandoval goes up there, you can tell that he's feeling himself. Like you said, he's got the confidence. He's got the swagger. 
that's what baseball and that's what pitching really boils down to. Trusting yourself. Hey, man, I really like my curveball today. I'm going to pitch it till you can hit it. And, you know, prove to me that I should throw something else. Yeah, his his changeup is um, has been amazing. I think that's his best thing that he's gone with. Like you said, he trusts his fastball, but then he could say, "Okay, try to hit my changeup." So, Absolutely. And this isn't even like a thing where it's like, "Well, you know, maybe he's getting lucky." Like his whiff rate is one of the best in baseball. Like people yes. are not, you know, people are swinging and missing. It's not even like it's soft contact. People aren't even touching him. If yeah. they're not talking about him this year, I guarantee you with another offseason, another season starting next year, he will get talked about. And he possibly, depending on who they get in free agency, could be fighting for that eighth spot. You never know. But uh, I agree with you. I actually don't think that's such a hot take. I think it's a futuristic take. I think they will have a rotation that's going to scare people, and we're going to look back at this time and be Todd, like – it's a hot take because three years ago, if I would have said that, you would have asked me what kind of drug I'm taking. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you were, okay, you, you got know, a point. You got a point. You got a point. That's why it's a hot take. But I mean, it's like one one thing that does scare me is we're going to have a lot of lefties, and that's also not good. You need to have a, a balance. Because I mean, imagine this world where we have, you know, Otani, who's obviously a righty, Sandoval, <clears throat> Suarez, Detmers, Naughton, and then what, Griffith Canning? I or mean, Chris more Rodriguez. than half of you. Or Chris Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the good part is that I named six starters and forgot Chris Rodriguez. I mean, that's seven. And those are seven guys who have potential to be some of the best out there. I mean, we know Otani can be one of the best pitchers in baseball. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're hoping that Sandoval can become one of those guys. But what I'm saying is that we're having a conversation here where I can say, hey, or you can say, Patrick Sandoval might be one of the better pitchers and you're not going to get laughed out of the room. That's true. And one one quick thing on, on Mickey Callaway, real quick, is he had two philosophies. A was Dicky Mickey is what I'm going to start calling him. Yeah. <laughs> hit your spots number uh, A, and then B, show your penis. That that was Ooh. that was his philosophy. So <laughs> B got him into trouble. Ooh. Go figure. You know, it's probably a good thing we did get Trevor Bauer. Jesus Christ! Oh Can my <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna send inappropriately seductive photos and then just injure women that's not like that's two that's two no-nos our women you do not do our women fan base would be at zilch even even courtney would leave we're sending unsolicited photos to women <laughs> and then we're going to go ahead and uh team policy yeah, <laughs> they're taking lessons from each other. Like, oh, and like they probably think they're like proper gentlemen too. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, bad all around. Yeah, right. It's okay. It's okay. I bought her dinner before I knocked her out. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, come on. That's Trevor could Bauer you, for you. Could you imagine a world where we would have gotten Trevor Bauer? I mean, we all probably would have been lit. Let's be honest. You know, if we go back right? in time, we would have been like, oh my god, yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, but no, have Dicky Mickey, and then you know, of course, yeah. this woman beater over here. And like, then you well, stand by for the Dicky Mickey t shirt. Oh, love oh, it. God. I don't know <laughs> if that one's gonna sell or not. <laughs> hey, um, Red Bubble has a mature section. Oh, okay, <laughs> there you go. So, <laughs> just like the Arden Moreno shirts, we're gonna sell them a cost. <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> well, that, that takes us to game four. And you know what? There's another picture. You mentioned seven starters, Fernando, that we have, you know, possibly for next year. You forgot about today's starter, Jaime Bieria. 
that we've been wanting this guy to take the next step. And he's been up yeah. and down several times. But the way this game started, you're all, well, there's Jaime being Jaime. But as the game that progressed. That was exactly my thought. Like, yeah, yeah. My exact words. I think I texted you that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, he turned into something good the rest of the way. And the Angels actually walked away. And they actually did something late, what Courtney was trying to talk about several times, add-on runs, which they have been so terrible at. And they did, right, Courtney? Yes, thankfully, yeah. Uh, finally a game I could tolerate watching through all nine <laughs> innings. Um, I have to admit, though, yeah, after those two home runs, I was like, Jesus. I was like, here we go. Yep. It's going to be a long day. My mom almost turned it on to the Olympics. So I was like, no, no, give us a chance. <laughs> Nobody's trying to watch water rafting. <laughs> yeah, some, some of that gets intense. but <laughs> Real quick, real quick, real quick. How often do you guys actually watch the Olympics? Any, any of it? Anything? I honestly, I watch the uh, the rowing. That's pretty intense. But the rowing? Yes. <laughs> rowing is intense. My mom started watching it, and I just kind of walked by. I was like, what the heck? And somebody was, like, taking the lead, and because those bitches were rowing. I'm sorry. <laughs> you are like, look at our bitches right there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, look at this guy's That's face. It. Yeah, and I was like, oh, look, he's just got some shoulders. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yo, 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 he's chiseled. Right? <laughs> well, just wait. Just wait. Just wait until we have the Patreon officially launched. We're going to have Courtney, like, doing live commentary for, like, sporting <laughs> events. It's going to be great. Her and Rally Chris. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That'll work. That'll work. We'll, we'll get Rally Chris on it, too. He'll do it for sure. Courtney yeah. and Rally Chris teamed up. He'll do it for free. the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney, ooh, look at that motherfucker rolling. He's going. Ooh, look at those. Look at the forearm. Look at the. Look at, I don't know. Like, what are you looking at rolling? Like, look at the forearm and the elbow. It's yeah. So, look at that form. Moving, Yeah. Right. <laughs> look at damn form. Be like, does she even know what she's talking about? No. Like, <laughs> just let her talk. Just let her do it. I'm about, do any of these people know what they're talking about? Come on. Not at I all. They get away with it because when it's not the Olympics, most people are not watching. Like half of those sports, yeah, right. more than more than half. <laughs> Gee, uh, yeah, I didn't know skateboarding was in the Olympics. We were watching it just for the background today when we were celebrating my dad's birthday, and I, I forgot what was on originally. And then we went back like thirty minutes later to skateboarding. I'm like, how? When is skateboarding an Olympic sport? When did that start? This year. It was actually it was well this year. Mm. Yeah, okay. yeah. just came in this year. And okay. I remember I was mad because, of course, softball has always been taken out of the Olympics and stuff. So I think last year when they kind of announced it, they said that they're adding skateboarding. Um, I think breakdancing is actually one. And I think wall climbing, those are three that were added this year to like to this round of Olympics. I was like, we have all these and we can't, why can't softball be back? And then they voted softball back. And I was like, this is stupid like before like that little two-week time span i was like this is dumb i was yeah, like yeah, yeah. i have to sit there and watch somebody climb a wall and i can't watch softball i will be pissed so whatever softball's back so it's okay i guess and i like how we have like our 30 year old monica abbott and uh <laughs> and uh cat osterman still out there hurling like and i'm just like oh okay this is nice <laughs> yeah you can see some greats out there come back jenny fish right <laughs> jenny fish can come back it's okay <laughs> oh god no, it's, it's, yeah no olympics are never my never my scene but uh not mine either not mine either 
Oh, then there's fencing. I watched fencing uh, today too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in it. Okay, I'm in. Do they say on guard or is it on guard um, or something else? I think it's on guard with a D. It, it, it is on guard with a D. Yeah, but you see, because most of the Todd, you look like a fencer. <laughs> I'm taking offense that you're saying I'm a fencer. <laughs> mm. you, you just have the fencing mentality. I rather curl. Oh my oh, god! There you go. <laughs> Curling. He's he's more of a deadlift kind of cat. There you go. Ah, uh, there you go. We should do cornhole. He, do, he doesn't do it with his hands though. He like uses his chest. He like lifts it up and then like lifts with his chest and then drops. Ooh, so hot! I, I did work. I did work out today. So. Oh. oh there we go. Been to that gym time. Gym we time. noticed. Oh, there you go. He's going to get ready for the Halos in the infield YouTube blind date. Hey, it's Todd Fox or Todd Lodge here. Unfortunately, Fernando's like, he's chiseled. I'm like, no, I don't want you to know this. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a magic Mike out there. Magic Oh, jeez. It's Todd Lodge here to hook up Blutch Facts. Oh, yeah, exactly. No. We were talking about Sundays. We were talking about Sunday's game. Yes, yes, we were fin- finishing out that victory. Yeah, three yeah, of. Four. We'll do this. We'll, we'll finish this banter later. I'm sure people people love this stuff. I know for a fact. We got DMs about <laughs> you guys are so funny. That's why they want to coordinate because I think people like how sometimes we we go off course. It's great, right? Exactly. <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, no. Overall, dude, guys, uh, Sunday was was a great game. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Sunday was great. Uh, Otani might have figured it out. I mean, Saturday. His swing looked a lot better, looked a lot crisper, mm. and, you know, it continued to, to show today. I mean, 35 home runs. Do you guys think he gets to 55? That was a question of the day pretty early on. And 16, I, I think he he'll could. get to 50. Oh, yeah. you think so? Okay. I think so. Courtney? I'll call it at 51. 51. Ooh. Okay. All right. And he's at, I, I think he'll get to 55. How many RBIs does he have right now? I think it's 70-something. So Seventy-eight or something like that. I it would like that. I would like to think yeah. that he would hit fifty and maybe one twenty, but I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't watch the game today, so I didn't look. Most of the time, I don't look things up. <laughs> 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 Top plays. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's at seventy-five. I was. Close. We were both close. Yeah. Okay. We were, we, were, we were all pretty close. Yeah, I mean, at least if we're going to Google, we can hide it. You know, like they like to switch the camera around and be like, hey, look, we're Googling. We don't know our yeah. shit. It's fine. It's fine. I don't I, No, Nobody knows everything. That's, I mean, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not just that. Let's be honest. We can't possibly know everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm, it's just okay. funnier when you're just showing how, you know. I mean, it's not what you were looking up is, is you know, groundbreaking or anything. But what yeah. they were looking up was, hey, when's when's the trade deadline? Let me Google. Come on. You should know that. So, whatever. Man, I always knew a ton of was tall. But 6'4", 210 just never came up on my thought process of what Otani would be. Yeah, he's, he's pretty, he's pretty he's big. A man, I mean, he's a big man. He's, he's a big man. Yeah. Shwohei <laughs> Otani. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I went from he went from I'll have her home at nine, sir, to she calls me daddy too. Ooh, wow! Exactly in three different yeah. languages, by the way. Yeah, so. there you go. Exactly. So let's t- let's talk about the team that came in and nearly nearly beat the Dodgers three games, but they only took one game, and that is the team with the worst 
road record in all of baseball. They are 10 and 40 on the road, and they come to Anaheim. So, yes. Can the Angels sweep the Rockies and get back in this mofo? No. (laughs) (laughs) Right away. No. No. Okay, so I would so uh, for those of you that don't know, maybe you already know. So my boyfriend is a Dodgers fan, so by law, uh, I have Dodgers games. I know, boo. Uh, so I so I watch these Dodgers games. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm still going. I... <laughs> Fernando, you're annoying. <laughs> you know I'm, I'm sure he's a great guy, and I'm sure I'd love to meet him, but I will never like that part of it. Down, down vote, down vote. Oh, trust me, I don't like it either, but it's fine. Um, so I was, so I was watching these games. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they were making it interesting. Like I, mm-hmm. I can't lie. They were, they were holding in there. You know, granted, I think one night, um, I think the night that they won. Uh, Dodgers got screwed over on a couple calls. Not even, you know, just call it how, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. how it is. But the fact that the games were even that close in the first place, um, and w- we already know our team in a close game, you know, most of the time we're going to take that L if it's too mm-hmm. close. So I don't, I don't like the fact that, how do I put this? The Rockies are, they're fighting back. You yeah, know, for yeah. them having a bad road record, but I'm sorry, they're they're. I feel like they're gonna fight back. So it's not gonna be it's not gonna be an easy sweep, let alone if we sweep it all. Um, I think we'll take the series. I'm definitely not doubting us that. I think we'll take the series. I'm not gonna call it a sweep. Okay, that's fair enough, Fernando. I agree. I agree. I think we're gonna win two out of three. I mean, it's just, you know, I don't care who who you are. I don't care who you are playing. I mean, you know, predicting a, sw- a sweep is always great, but. I don't know. It's just I hardly ever predict sweeps just because mm-hmm. everything has to go absolutely right. And, A, I'm not confident with everything going right for our Angels ever. I always hope it happens. But, you know, I mean, if, I, if I'm putting money on it, I'm definitely not betting on a sweep. I mean, are any of you guys putting $100 on a sweep right now? No. The way they the way they've played all year, it, there's no reason for us to think that there's going to be a sweep. Now you can get a little bold and say, you know, hey, I'm going to be groundbreaking and say we're going to get a sweep. But when it comes to this series, like I don't even like Game One off the start, which is Marquez and Otani. That that could be another. Hey, we're in the seventh inning, and what do we do with Otani because he's got a shutout and Marquez has got a shutout? Do we put him in right field or we take him out? It's one of those things. It could be a repeat. And my thing is, if they do lose one of these three to Colorado, our luck would be we win two nights that Oakland wins, and then the night that we lose, Oakland, you know, uh, wins as well. Or maybe we we uh, you know we 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 don't gain any ground is what I'm trying to say. Maybe Oakland sweeps, and we after after winning two out of three, we're actually down a game. So that's my whole worry. I I think this series is a loss if we don't gain a game in the standings either way. Oh, I agree. I agree. Let, let, let me ask you this about the, the first game. Is this a tryout for Marquez being so close to the trade deadline? Absolutely. In the sense of, okay, yeah, you think so? Yeah. And but- I don't even just mean necessarily with the Angels. I just mean, you know, obviously he's under a microscope, but, you know, a lot of Angels fans want us to get Marquez. So that's what I'm saying. You know, do you think maybe he views this as, hey, you know, I could go to this team who might not be contending this year, but will probably contend next year? Yeah, he could be for, pitching for his first time in Angel Stadium as a Rocky, and then and then move on over to the next clubhouse. It could happen. 
Um, but I think we would have to beat him for that to happen. Like best case scenario, we win like four to one, three to one. He has a good start, and Otani outdoes him. We get a couple late runs, and maybe he's on the trade dead dead uh, or on the trade block, and we can make a run at him because we're back in the race. But you, I mean, I've said it many times on the post game. It's hard for me to project out and say, "Hey, we're going to be six and one in the last seven. It's like, can we just win tomorrow? <laughs> you know, you need to channel your inner Roger Long. We're going to sweep every team forever. <laughs> one sixty-two and zero, baby. Yeah, right. Okay, all right, all right. So thumbs up if you think we're going to win the first game. Thumbs down if you think we're going to lose. It's Marquez versus Otani. All right, ready? One, two, three. In the middle, sort of. Like uh, no, you got to pick. All right, all right, I'll, I'll go all, with all right, so we're we're all predicting Otani will win the first game. It, it's just hard to imagine Otani losing. It, yeah. You know, I know what happens, but I mean, he's only lost one game this year with the horrible run support he's had. I think he's going to rack up some wins here in the second half. I really do. I think he's going to get to ten by the time we're we're done. So, well, that's what I asked in, at, at that question of the day. I don't know if you remember. I said, mm-hmm. "Is Otani more likely to get to ten wins, or more likely to get a fifty-five, uh, yeah, fifty-five home runs?" Can you imagine a world where he does both? I There's can. not even a discussion that he's the MVP. I mean, as of right now, the season ended, I don't even think it's a contest. It's, it's, it's just mm-hmm. not. Yeah. You know, oh, well, he's not playing for a winner. It's like, well, I mean, find somebody else who's, you I know, produced almost six and a half wins by himself. Yeah. So his war is up the charts. Yeah. Okay. So anything else about the Monday's game? Let's check out Tuesday's game. Cool. So Tuesday, uh, somebody with the last name of Gomber, who is seven and five with a three point seven four ERA for the Rockies, and some guy named Jose Suarez, our friend. He's four and three with a two point eight five ERA. I had no idea his ERA was that low. Great. Yeah, he's pitching really good. It's, yeah. No, that's amazing. Wow. I, I think the key to this game for me is just get to their bullpen, it, or the series is just get to their bullpen. Their bullpen is is actually worse than ours. That's a yeah. shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. I, when we were talking about the Rockies earlier, uh, you, know, the, uh, you talked about John Gray and the rental. I was looking through, like, some of their uh, uh, people, and I was looking at the guys who are under control. They had a guy who's given up, like, 28 runs along in their bullpen still. I'm mm-hmm. like, you haven't been sent down? You haven't been DFA'd? I mean, at least give it a pair. You probably would DFA him if he's given up, you know, 28 runs by himself. Mm-hmm. You know, as a reliever. What do you think, Courtney, for tomorrow? Um, or Tuesday, I'm sorry. Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, I think Suarez will be able to pull it out. Um, I think that'll be a good matchup. Uh, and I think we'll have the sticks to back that one up. So I'll take that as a dub. Okay. So I guess we're all in agreement, 2-0, Fernando? Or? Yeah. Yeah, I, Monday I think will be a pitcher's duel. I think Tuesday the Angels are going to go out there to, like, break necks. And that will be the game where we win by, you know, a, a decent margin. I'm not going to say we're going to hit double digits that game, but we'll be flirting with it. I, I'm guessing we'll probably be somewhere like the seven to eight run range in that game. And I think the Rockies score maybe like two runs. I mean, Suarez has been good this year. I like he's that. Been, he's, he's been very good. So that's that's my pred- prediction for that so far. I mean, anything for that game, or are we all pretty in agreement? I mean, you know, I don't really think there's much to talk about there. 
Yeah, because yeah. Colorado, I mean, that would be the advantage of Suarez going too because Colorado is left-handed heavy. So if Suarez yeah. is hitting his spots, he should be able to take him out. The only guy they had to worry about story in that one. So hopefully, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so I predicted last time that Kurt Suzuki was going to hit a home run, right? All right. So I'm going to say Jared Walsh is going to have three home runs this series. <gasps> It'd be nice for him to break out. Yes. He's going to have three home runs this series. That's what I'm calling. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I, I haven't been wrong yet. So if I'm right on that one, I mean, it's just it won't it won't happen. It will, I, I don't think so. But that's my bold prediction. Well, if he stops swinging over pitches, then maybe yes. Yeah, that'd be great. If he uh, stops trying to do too much, <laughs> just hit the ball. Yeah, just hit the ball. You know, just make some type of contact. That'd be that'd be a great start. Um, let me see. I say, what do I say? Um, I say that. Um, Stassi will hit three home runs in the series total. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. And I think she's a maniac. <laughs> and I think I think Walsh will have one. I'll say Walsh has one home run. I feel like he'll finally find it a little bit. So I say I'll say Walsh. Walsh has one home run. All right, uh, my bull. I got, I got a hot one. Uh, I say I say uh, Uptown Funk returns with two home runs in the series. Ooh, Ooh okay, all yeah, right. I, I like it. I like. I think it. he finds his swing. Okay, all right. Well, we still have one game to talk about. You guys, you guys heard the bold predictions, so go ahead and quote us on those because we, we put it out there. It's out there now. It's in the world. It's on the internet. Yep. All right. So Gonzalez for the Rockies is three and six with a six point zero six ER. Sorry, ERA, and he is facing Todd Fox's favorite endorsed player, Andrew Heaney, mm. with a six and seven record uh, and a five point three two ERA. Home run, Heaney! I <laughs> yeah, home run. That's Heaney. the game where I think we're gonna lose, but I, I I don't think we're gonna lose because of Heaney. I think that's gonna be a blowpipe game. I think we'll have a chance to win, but I we're, we're that's the game. I think I, I don't know why. I just feel like that's the one. Healing is going to pitch well to increase his stock. Okay. Maybe he wants to go to a contender. Maybe he wants to get out of here. Fine. And that's the way to do it. Oh, yeah. No, no. We're not going to stop you. Have fun. <laughs> Sayonara, loser. Let me see. I think home run Heaney is going to give give one up to Story. Okay. Um, I think he's going to give one up to Story. Story's going to get a hold of one. Uh, and then Story's going to get traded to the Angels mid-game. Yes. <laughs> like, you know what? Just trade right now. Just trade right Jersey. Now. Who cares? Uh, Artie's like, we're going to trade every pitcher we have. <laughs> <laughs> but but and Perry's like, dude, he's a rental. He's like, I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not asking. I'm Detmers, Rodriguez, Suarez, Sandoval. Give it them all. <laughs> yeah, he's getting a hard on as he talks about it. Like, no, I just want Trevor Story. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Ooh. Um, Dicky make Dicky Mickey and it has like a little like wood sign carved on the bottom. It says plus Artie. <laughs> it is like poorly spray painted. It says plus Artie. Oh, <laughs> plus one. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! But yeah, I don't think I think Heaney. Um, I think Heaney will have an okay start. I'm not calling it a complete waste, uh -huh. but okay. um, I do think he will give up a home run to Story. I I call it. <laughs> Write it oh, down. There we go. Another bull prediction. 
Yeah. All right, Todd. My bold prediction for this game is I actually go the other way from you. I know you're saying he's going to pitch his ass off for an opportunity. I think he has shit himself every time he's had an opportunity to make some money this year, and his agent must be hating him this year because he's Who not going to. I don't know, but he ain't going to make him any money because this is his walk year, and he should have gotten a nice contract with a decent season, um, especially being a left-handed starter. Um, but I think my bold prediction would be he's going to give up five runs in four and a half, maybe five innings, and he's going to leave down 5-4, and the blow pin, like you guys have been saying, will add on runs, and we'll lose something like 8-5. to five. Love it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> all right. She's all done. <laughs> yeah, it. It's in. That sounds right. Book it. But yeah, Book exactly. It. <laughs> sure. You know what? We'll go with that. So we're all getting tickets for Wednesday, then, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I'll be in New Jersey. I think I, I'd rather be in New Jersey than watch that game. So <laughs> I'm trying to figure out this information here about uh, who his agent is. But you know he's taking an L too, because geez, he's getting paid six six point seven this year. He's getting paid six point seven million. Yes, and I found his agent. His agent is named Rob Martin of Icon Sports Management. Well, the first word in that is incorrect. He's not an icon. Yeah, <laughs> I have never heard of the guy before. Yeah, I was like, That's yeah. Cool. Well, there's a real reason he's not with, uh, you know. Scott Boris. So. Mm-hmm. That's poor uh, mislabeling there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so with that said, I, I think we're all calling two out of three. And, um, you know, we'll we'll see how that goes. And, um, you know, right now, as of like we s- said before, I, I think we have four teams ahead of us plus Oakland. So we're looking at the Yankees. I think it's Toronto. It's Cleveland. And uh, then Oakland. And I'm probably missing one. Because I know Detroit has made a run. So, so from us, it's uh-huh. uh, Cleveland, Toronto, New York, Seattle, and then we have Oakland and Tampa Bay. Jeez. Yeah, we're not jumping Tampa, but but we can possibly catch Oakland. Well, just remember that if everybody – we're we all – so Cleveland, Toronto, and us all have 49 wins right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we – if they have a bad series, I don't know who they're playing, but obviously we're playing the Rockies. So in theory, we can at least get past them this series. We just got to get to the point where we're not looking back anymore. You yeah, because right now, you in, in that scenario, besides Cleveland, you're going to have us playing Seattle or the Seattle games affecting because we're in division. And then you're also going to have New York and Toronto battling. So they're going to have their own individual battles in division and us with Seattle too. So that's going to change the complexity of things. And then Oakland's a team in our division we're chasing. So obviously things have got to change how we've been playing in division and they got to yeah. change now. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a long couple of years with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think, um, you know, and I know we've said it before, but I think when it comes to playing teams in our own division, we just can't take advantage like at all. And then we're, we're stuck in this situation to where we have to put, play the win loss card. You know, with yeah, the other- you're, you're watching the scoreboard. Yeah, you know, we have to, you know, like, oh, we'll make it if this team loses. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. it, it shouldn't even get to that. Like, it's like a numbers yeah. thing or something. And it's just like, no, like, it, we should have never been put in that position in the first place. But now look at us now. So I, yeah. it, it's so hard when you don't control your own destiny. 
Yeah. And it's just, you know, I, I can't tell you the last time we ever controlled our own destiny in one of these situations. It hasn't happened in a long time. You know, because in 2014, when we were a playoff team, we didn't need to control our own destiny. We were the best team in baseball, record-wise. Yeah, I think if we lost two in a row, everyone was hyperventilating. Now it's like you lose like four or five. It's like, well, it's okay. You know, we'll probably get back to 500 and we'll win a couple of games. And eh. yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, I don't know about you guys, real quick. But to me, and I said this on the post game, I this is the most frustrating season I have ever watched in my life. I don't know if it has to do with social media playing a factor in it, but I've seen a lot of crappy baseball over my lifetime with this with this franchise. But the potential in this team and the way that I felt going into it and the way it's been so up and down and it just seemed like we just can't get over that hump. I don't know about you guys, but just, yeah, that's my feeling. I'm just so frustrated. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I was, uh, me and my family were all Angels fans. Um, you know, and just the sound of our roster when we started the season, you know, Rendon, Upton, a healthy Otani, Mike Trout, you know, all these big names, Fletcher, we've, we've always been fans of Fletcher. Mm -hmm. So all these big names that are in our roster and in our lineup, you know, and, but then you look at our stats on paper and we shit the bed and we're just trash or we're a big dumpster fire. And it's just like, Jesus, like we should not be, we should not be, you know, this close, you know, to below 500, you know, or just one game over 500, you mm -hmm. know, that should not be us with the big names that we have, you know, as, and I see these other teams, you know, like the, the Dodgers, the Los Doyers, you know, they pay for these big name guys, kind of like we paid for Rendon, you know, of course, Mike Trout's contract. You know, and then, of course, we just let go of our main one, Albert Pujols. But, you know, we, uh, right, who? What? Um, Never heard of that. <laughs> but we had all these big names, you know, these big-time contracts, and it's just like we can't do anything with them. At least the – God forbid, but at least the Dodgers, they could do something with their big-name guys. The Padres, they do stuff with their big-name guys. Mm -hmm. um, and we just can't because Rendon is icing his vagina – and just we just can't do anything. And the problem is they always pick the wrong big name guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. Let's let's have, let's talk about this real quick. And this is probably a whole show in itself. But you know, just a quick couple of bullet points because, like I said, we could do like probably the off season. You know what? In the off season, we'll, we probably will review this. Yeah. What were the last big name guys within like the last like two or three years that have gone to other teams? who were immediately productive and have made, like, positive impacts? Uh, like, any kind of player? Yeah. Well, I mean, in baseball. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Any kind of player. Yeah, yeah, any player for any team. Like, within the last couple of years, I don't want to, like, dig deep to where you, you got to do research. I'm just yeah. off the top of your head. I would say I would say a guy like Chris <laughs> Yelich prior to last year's COVID when he first went to Milwaukee. He was traded. Yeah, he was traded. Uh, oh, you mean free agent. Yes, I mean like signing wise, because oh, you know Courtney was saying that we haven't signed. You know our signing worked out, but I can't think of you know anybody really. I mean, you could say maybe Garrett Cole with the Yankees, but that's sold up in the air because of the spider attack thing. He's done better the last two weeks or two games for him, but you know is that sustainable? Maybe. Um, I mean, who are some other guys? Maybe uh, what's his name? George Springer for the Blue Jays has kind of paid off for them so far. Yeah. Uh, Mookie Betts, maybe. He was traded. 
I was gonna he say he was traded, too. but but has resigned. Yes. Yeah. But no, Mookie Betts is having a horrible year for his standards. He's 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 been hurt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, but you know what I mean. Like, there's not a lot of guys who just immediately come to your attention. You know, when we consider, I mean, you know, can't say Trevor Bauer. I'd say Machado, maybe. Machado's yeah, been yeah, Machado's solid with San Diego. Yeah. yeah. Machado was a good – I mean, Eric Cosmer has done decent now, but prior, when yeah, he first he came over, average. he was horrible. Yeah. One of the worst first basemen in baseball statistically. Yes. So, mm-hmm. you know, there, there hasn't been a lot of very big-name players who have made positive impacts on new organizations. And the thing, like, that I did always say about Artie is at least he spends the money. Maybe not always at the right places and with the right moves. But, you know, at least he always tried in that department. But, you know, that's what I was defending Artie. Now, screw Artie. Well, real quick with what she said on the other show, Courtney, and one of her favorite pitchers is one of my underrated free agents I wish we had gone after because he was there for two years, and that was Lance Lynn. She loves Lance Lynn. He pitched again tonight and got a win in Milwaukee. Very, very good pitcher. Yeah, I know she's pissed. That was one of her one of her guys, and she was saying, you know, this is a guy who came on the cheap. You're not throwing $300 million at this dude, but he's eating innings. He's striking out dudes. He's pitching like an ace. And now look what Chicago's reaping because they they offered him a one year this year, and then they just re-upped him right away. They're like, hey, this dude's worth it. Yeah. The thing with, like, the Angels is, like, we've had, like, we've been out of the playoffs for a couple of years now, more than a couple of years at this point. But there's been such different things we've wanted. Like, from, like, you know, 15, 16, 17, we wanted pitchers who could just go out there and pitch. We were getting no innings at all. You know, it was bad pitching. Nobody was pitching. They were all getting hurt all the time. And now, since, you know, like, from 2018 to today, we are starting to get guys who are going out there consistently and pitching, but they're not – living up to their potential. I mean, like Andrew Heaney, you know, back in 2015, we would have loved to have a guy like Andrew Heaney because at least he was healthy. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter if he was inconsistent. At least he pitched. You know, yeah. Richards, Skaggs, Shoemaker, they were all getting hurt constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, you know, but now it's, you know, it's different. Now we need guys to go out there and perform. You know, it, it's it sucks. We're in the same boat, but on a completely different one at the same time. Yep. Yeah. And and you know what? It's weird to say it, but they showed a stat on the other days, uh, on yesterday's game, that the Angels' starting rotation, oddly enough, has been sporting an ERA of like one seventy for the last. This, month. The, I think that was this month. Yeah. This month, yeah. And their bullpen though is still religiously at five sixty eight. It's like yeah, almost six runs a game. Love it. <laughs> yeah, you take care of Rysel Iglesias, and I mean, the bullpen's not that good. I mean, yeah, they, you know, Tony Watson's average, but besides that, I mean, yeah, you yeah. know, it's funny because Steve Ciszek actually has like decent numbers if you just look at the numbers. Yeah, he does. <laughs> You're like, wow, he's in the threes. That's not that bad. You know, I'm it's, hoping that maybe we can trade him to a general manager who doesn't like actually look at the stats. He just kind of like is like answering a phone call and he sees that real quick. He's like, yeah, we'll say, we'll take that deal. Yeah, if he doesn't understand the actual analytics behind him, but uh, yeah, who needs FIP? <laughs> who needs who needs the advanced stats? Yeah, no. What you got, Courtney? I was like, yeah, no. Like as long as you just don't actually look at his numbers, then maybe yeah, he's he's an yeah, asset. actual numbers. We're, 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 we're Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 weird. Certain pitchers like with him, like he just can't do it if he's got inherent runners. If if he's going in there. With a clean inning, he's good. 
you know, but uh, yeah. So you guys got anything else for this uh, on this one? No, I'm good. Good. All right. Well, uh, let's pass along the merch real quick from Redbubble. If you guys and girls haven't looked, there's a lot of stuff for both genders. Even if you identify as a bee, as a tree, as a flea, we have stuff on there for you. And uh, there's stuff for schools and everything. And then uh, yeah, there you go, right? I was rhyming tonight. Uh, <laughs> Hit it with that sick like bee. Dr. Seuss. <laughs> yeah. If you're a bee, if you're a flea, if you're a tree. Oh, shut up. See? They're gonna make fun of it's you. for you and for me. See, look at there you go. Red bubble. Halo's in the infield. Oh, no. She's yeah, like, I don't want to be a part of this podcast anymore. I, I, I yeah, no, I, I'm just saying, like, some of the stuff on Redbubble is actually pretty sick. Yeah, there's I'm, a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, I'm actually a pretty big fan. I, I and I'm gonna go ahead and say, if any of you guys ever, ever, ever buy the comforter, I will personally buy you a T-shirt from our sh shop of anything you want, any T-shirt you want. I will buy it. I'll throw in another one as well because that's. Pretty, pretty I want outrageous. somebody to buy that comforter. I need somebody to buy that comforter. <laughs> you, I don't care which one you pick. I want buy someone. I want someone to buy the damn shower curtain and take a picture, and I will love you forever and buy you a shirt. So. Wait, what? Yeah. We have okay. I was because <laughs> I don't even know we have all this stuff. Wait, we have a comforter. What's on it? I need to look at this right now. Go. You could Go put just about any design that we've put out. You could put this design on it. You could put uh, the blow pen, buttercup, whatever you want. Oh, my God. I think I'll buy one for, <laughs> for the blow pen. Are you in it right now? Are you on it? Yes. Uh, <laughs> All right. Right now. There you go. Heck. Wait, hold on. And when she's doing that, make sure to also check out our other sponsor, Raise Energy. Yes. No sugar, no crash, zero calories, no bullshit. Raise Energy. Use code Halos Infield to check out for a sick little discount, courtesy of Courtney. And it doesn't taste like crap afterwards either. That's the one good thing. But on Redbubble, there's a lot of good stuff on there. I mean, coffee it's mugs. actually on here. You See? Got there's a fucking comforter on here. <laughs> I mean, hey. Dude, my favorite, is like, what I'm going to buy for sure uh, on one of those crisp paydays, I'm going to buy the uh, Viva Los Angelitos clock. Oh, that's cool. I am going to buy that clock. Yeah. So I designed it. So, like, obviously, like, the outside of it's green, like the Mexican flag. Uh, the shelling of the clock is white and the hands are red. I'm like, dude, this is going to be the most Mexican clock ever. <laughs> Mexico is going to be like, that's copyright infringement. Yeah, right. Hey. God. Mi hermano, está bien. No hay problema. Exactly. Whatever you said. But, <laughs> <laughs> but for sure, I mean, like, they're like, the cool thing about that site is like you, if you see like the shirt being advertised in white, you can get it in like 50 different colors. So yeah. 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 Just because so. you see something on there, like, like, Oh, I like this shirt. Like he said, literally any color, just, you can make it, you can even put the logo on the back. Yeah. There's a lot of cool things to design your own stuff on there. It's worth it too. It's good quality. So just giving you guys a heads up and a shameless plug. 
Love it. They're pretty soft. I, they're they're I pretty soft. The blow pin shirt. I am <laughs> getting it and I'm sporting it at every game. Oh yeah. As of right now, it's our top seller. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully people wear it for the tailgate. Tailgate also. Todd, put the tailgate. Oh yeah, August 14th. If you're an Angel fan and you do not or have never been to a tailgate, you gotta come to this tailgate. It's under the big A. You can't miss it, obviously. And there's going to be a DJ. There's going to be uh, raffles. There's going to be food, cornhole. There's going to be yeah. dancing. There's all kinds of stuff. And there will be alcohol flowing. Just don't tell the cops. Keep it in red solo cups and you'll be good. It's Watcher. It's Watcher. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, did you just, you, for the record, did any of you guys just get a message from Rally Chris? Oh, yeah, everyone did. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was in the group chat. 17 more minutes. Oh, God, he's doing a countdown. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, we should probably go to bed before he finds out that we're on. <laughs> yes. Say, say me happy birthday. Everyone, make sure to wish Riley Chris happy birthday. We, we we will sincerely wish him a happy birthday from, from everyone on the network. We're just teasing him. We have to. It's yeah. our job. Yes. It's our job. You, you got to tease your coworkers. Like if we were somewhere with him, we'd put a sign on his back that says, kick me or... Like <laughs> we love you rally chris we love you yeah. we love you rally chris and happy birthday as another leo myself because my birthday is august 13th so oh snap okay. oh there you go yeah it's gonna be extra litty oh always <laughs> are you dragging are you gonna drag your boyfriend to the tailgate yes I, oh yeah he can't wear dodger stuff though no, okay, so it's really great. He really is a good sport about it because he has an Otani jersey, so okay. he he wears okay. it. If not, we were gonna make, if not, we were gonna make him wear Halos in the infield merch. Something. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's a really good blow pincher. Where are your blow pincher? <laughs> no, but then in return, I did have to um, I did have Don't to buy a doctor jersey. Oh, is but it a Mookie? It's not Mookie, so. I got Cody Bellinger because I love the fact that he just looks stoned all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was hoping like, you'd say that. Yeah. He just looks out of it all the time. So I had to go with Bellinger. But my other sure. option was honestly Joe. I wanted a Joe Kelly one so bad. Oh, I would okay. supported that. I like Joe Kelly. I like Joe Kelly. The mariachi yeah. thing was hilarious. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be hilarious if Dodger Stadium, you were coming up and they're about ready to announce Bellinger and then you heard, because I got high. Because right. I got hot. Huh? <laughs> yeah. That guy's lost all the time. Oh, yeah. He sure is. He's like, huh? He gets lost in his house. Where's, <laughs> the, bathroom? Where's the bathroom at? Dude, I'm so high. Is this first base? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's like running a third. Yeah, exactly. He's like running, he's running the opposite. He's running counterclockwise. See, that's what was so funny about that meme in Colorado when he hit the home oh, he's run. Running clockwise. And yeah, Turner, he's Turner was going back while Bellinger. It should have been the other way around. Like Tur Bellinger should have been running this way back to first, and Turner going to second. <laughs> no, I, I have a I have a Jackie Robinson jersey for the record for whatever that's worth. So, right? No, so I think there was like a video or something, or I think somebody said it. Like Cody Bellinger is probably tripping out because they have Albert Pujols, and so he's like, "When we get him, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> playing against him, like, he'll trip it out." He's he's all. <laughs> that's probably what he did. He's, he's probably, probably like kind of staring at him. He's all, yo, Moki, you see this guy? You see this guy? Like, what's he doing in here? Yeah, yo, why is he so old? 
<laughs> oh no. Yo, when did they let Grandpa on the field? Yeah, I feel like Cody Bell is just the kind of guy who just kind of like lives his whole life joking, and then he like sees Trevor Bauer and he's like, "You son of a bitch!" And he just yeah. keeps like, oh. as he's snacking on Doritos. Yeah. yeah. No, you, he, he's definitely a munchies guy. Oh yeah, he's oh, definitely yeah. a munchies guy. Yeah, he's the pretzels first. I can tell you. I can tell you right now. He's the pretzels first. <laughs> he throws away those little brown things inside. I don't know what they are. Yeah, yeah. He's all like, these things are burnt. Like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't like those. Are gross. I can do everything else in the munchies, but I can't do the little like brown or black little. Yeah. And so I don't even know, the little crackers in there. The yeah, I'm out. It's over. It's like all oh, this batch got burnt. Just throw it in the, the bag. White, yeah, exactly. Or you have like the white little like straws that give you like cotton mouth. You're like, oh. <laughs> so, they're like cotton mouth, just dry. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're talking like Popeye's biscuit kind of cotton mouth. Ooh. <laughs> That oh, is right. I like Popeye. I like Popeye's, but I mean, their biscuit game is not very strong. I, I will t- I will tell you guys real quick off, you know, since we're talking about biscuits. Have you guys had Church's biscuits? You know, I like Church's chicken, but it's very hard to find one that I can actually eat at because like most of them you're like how are they still no. open? Yeah. Well, well, yeah. well, see, I don't I don't like their chicken, but their biscuits are on fire. They're like they're like baked in honey and, and butter. It's like, oh, it's like, okay, you, but like, like the churches in Inglewood, like right next to, uh, I'm down, bro. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> I, gr- I grew up in Inglewood, so nothing scares me. It's actually beautiful compared to what it was when I grew up there. So, okay, all right, that's fair. I mean, I grew up in Central California. We literally have dirt roads, and they just got their first McDonald's in the town where I grew up. Oh, yeah, you would not have survived Inglewood. Yeah, I grew up in a town called Early Mark. Oh no, it's very it's it's also pretty I don't want to say hood, but it's also, you know, the slum for sure. You get a lot of like Fresno Bulldog gangbangers who live in that area. Okay, yeah, no, I was like, I'm from San Bernardino, so I the cheapest chicken that we have definitely has like crackheads and I'm pretty sure it's just selling weed out of the kitchen. Like, I'm sure I mean, Todd just called out. San Bernardino the drug infested capital of the U.S. So. I, you yeah. know, that is part of what we were talking about the other night. You know, that did yes, come up. It is, yes. I I can tell you, yes. I'm pretty sure there's one going on outside of my house as we speak. Like, jeez. Oh, yes. There is a meetup outside. Like, no, it, it's really that bad. So that's why the churches that we had, it got shut down, but it's still like a little trap house type vibe. So it's, <laughs> it's no longer chicken. So I don't know. Come for the chicken, that's stay it. for the weed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, bro. They, they, they got to work on their business strategy. And that's it. Yeah. One thing I do like about the Inland Empire is bakers. Very <gasps> underrated fast food. So underrated. They're up there with farmer yeah. boys. They're so good. Yeah. 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 Well, I know. Well, I-, I guess we'll save this banter for our, uh, for our, uh, whatever podcast we do next. Yeah, exactly. Halo's in the fast food line. Oh, yeah. Right? Halo fatties. <laughs> Halo fatties. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, Halo, Halo, Halo with the thick thighs. Oh, We're all halos with the thick thighs. Yeah, thick with three C's. <laughs> oh man. Ooh. Yeah, right. <laughs> thick thighs <laughs> save lives. <laughs> I'm gonna put wow. that as my Instagram band. <laughs> there you go. There you go. See, people are gonna listen to this episode and they're gonna be like, "Damn, they were high. They were, they were, they were Cody <laughs> Bellinger on this one. Well, right. Weed, not even once. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. So for Todd Fox. 
<laughs> oh god, and Courtney loves it. Courtney, as yeah, she's laughing. Fernando Mendez. Oh jeez. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Have a good evening and go Angels. Viva los oh, Angelitos. <laughs> <laughs>